Now, let's talk sports with Kanoa Leahy on ESPN Honolulu. Uh, Kanoa will be back on Monday. You have reached the last possible option for the show today. Uh, I'm Josh Pacheco. Uh, Kanoa's out. Tanner was supposed to be here. Tanner's under the weather. And I'm really the only person left in the building. We welcome you in uh, to Let's Talk Sports on ESPN Honolulu. You can get in touch with us. Our Zephyr Insurance text lines at 808-296-1420. You can call in at 808-296-1420 as well. Uh, we're closing in on Hawaii football, which is now 46 hours away from kickoff. There is some news on the Nevada end. Uh, whether this will matter much, um, they are certainly on the uh, uh, on the upward climb, and there is some uh, some some conversation about who may start at quarterback uh, for Nevada coming up on Saturday, and we'll kind of bring it back to the, uh, the the Hawaii conversation in just a little while. So that's about thirty minutes away. Uh, best and worst coming up a little bit later on. I think I may be. And Liz, please hold me to this a little bit later on. Make sure I don't forget this. My worst, and I may be very well in the minority on this, is that we are using AI to prop up the Beatles for another decade. I'm getting the look like like frozen, what are you talking about look. Uh, that's coming up here in a little while. Uh, obviously, baseball is now done until uh, February spring training. March spring training uh, league is going to get back underway toward the end of March. I am looking forward to uh, to, to Giants baseball and the new manager uh, with Bob Melvin taking the reins there. But uh, but unfortunately, baseball hit a really low note uh, over the last week, and that's because the World Series uh, was one of the lowest rated World Series collectively at all time, and that includes the uh, World Series that was played during the bubble which I think had averaged about nine and a half million viewers on network television. And this one was, I, I, I believe it was lower than that, uh, barely scraping over $9 million, uh, 9 million viewers. And it's a shame because as I am the ardent supporter of the sport in, uh, in, 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 this, uh, in this studio, or as some might call the Lone Ranger, um, of this sport at this radio station, it pains me to say that a lot of the progress that this sport made this season was kind of wiped out in the last week. There was from from the pitch clock to the shortening of games by about twenty some odd minutes. Um, you know, to not having the same old, you know, the same old teams competing for an opportunity to get to the World Series every year, you know, with the exception of the Houston Astros being in that conversation. We were watching a sport, it seemed, pick itself back up. I don't, I don't know that many people would argue that the sport for some was getting kind of boring and old. Not to me. I, as I said, I have been 
the guy on the front lines championing three and a half hour games. I've been the guy championing, you know, pitches one minute apart of each other as compared to what is now like 15 to 20. I've been championing all these things because you know what? The drama of the sport is good. The purity of the sport is good. You know, I am still the guy championing actually having umpires because there are some people who believe we just need to go to the computers and the robots already. And after watching this World Series and a few calls here and there, I can totally understand why. We need to get away from the humans and go more toward artificial intelligence and computers and, uh, and, and robots to figure out what are strikes and what are not. All of that was good, right? I mean, we had, um, we had a, a divisional series day that had two games on network television at the same time, which never happens, and the ratings were, for some, surprisingly good. Again, just as in a, in a couple of weeks, you know, we went from positive signs, good signs, to man, we went back down a hill again. And that's not necessarily a slight toward any of the teams that played. Hey, uh, Texas did not lose a game on the road the entire postseason. Eleven and zero, winning a World Series is incredible. Hunter Hughes and I were talking about it yesterday afternoon after the game. Bruce Bochy's never seemed happier. Granted, this is his like post-retirement job is managing a baseball team, which was his pre-retirement job was managing a baseball team. And he was happy. He won another title. It was a pressure-free job, and he did a great job at it. And it has nothing to do with, with that. It, I mean, that that's great. It has nothing to do with the fact that Arizona was a team that nobody expected here. If you had asked anybody coming into this year what team from the National League West would be representing the National League in the World Series, I don't think any more than three people would have said the Arizona Diamondbacks. And yet, you know, about 80, 85 would probably have said out of 100, the Dodgers. The rest would have thrown the San Francisco Giants in that conversation. They didn't. And it was neither of those other two teams. Giants end up firing their manager. The Dodgers uh, bow out less than graciously in the National League Division Series. And then again, here we are with with what you have. And Arizona was fine. Nothing wrong with Arizona. Nothing wrong with Texas. To me, sport was fine. The matchup may have been less than stellar, but the sport was fine. But we end up going backwards because the cell that was given to us going into this postseason and the sell that was given to us going into the World Series did not stick. You can you can go all you want on going through the regular season with attendance records in person and, and seeing some of that uptick. Ultimately, at the end of the day... Um, what it comes down to is attendance is great, but you have to, at the same time, uh, be able to sell to your television audience and then to get your television ratings and then get your money from TV that, hey, this is still a viable product. And unfortunately, uh, Major League Baseball still showed that when we got down to the very end, as hyped as we all were for it, it still showed that it wasn't there. It wasn't 
that complete comeback story that you wanted to see from a sport that was trying to be modern, albeit for some you'd say many, many moons too late, but was trying to be modern because it believed that's how it needed to survive. So what happens? This is the delicate balance now um, between trying to keep some shred of the integrity of the sport while at the same time also realizing that, um, hey, you thought you were popular, but you haven't quite cracked that just yet. Let me explain. Um, First off, Rob Manfred wants to do things that would uh, would appease people. He's already tried to do that. For example, uh, you come out of the bullpen, you got to face three people minimum, or you get to the end of the inning and you're done. So situational relievers are all but gone. Now, good old Rob wants to get rid of openers, which a lot of teams have been using now. If you're a Giants fan like me, you know exactly how that's been going where you've had bullpen games. You you watch or you listen to college baseball enough, you know that in midweeks you have bullpen games. You don't have a Tuesday starter. You've got an opener that takes you about an inning or two innings, and then you're just you know dropping in pitchers inning after inning after inning. Some teams have been doing that. Many teams have been doing that in Major League Baseball. The Rays started it. A lot of people are adopting it. The Diamondbacks did it in the World Series. I want to say it was game three. It was a bullpen game. We were seeing some of these games, important games, bullpen games. And Rob Manfred allegedly wants to get rid of bullpen games. Uh, What he wants to do is uh, go back to actually having starters, which to me is... um, it, it, it's it's minimal at best and really doesn't matter. At the end, you still, uh, as, as some people with great words have said, you play to win the game. So if that means you're throwing nine pitchers in nine innings, then you know what? You're playing to win the game. If it works, so be it. Uh, but I think what you have to actually do is look at where things kind of failed. And if everything was good up to the last week, and you realized that when you got to Texas and Arizona that you still kind of failed, then you can isolate your problem. The problem is not that the game is going too fast. The problem is not that you have bullpen games every once in a while. The problem is not that um, you've kind of seen more strikeouts in the game. The problem is not that Aaron Judge was hurt for quite some time and the New York Yankees were irrelevant for a good chunk of the year. You know, America's team, um, that that wasn't the problem. None of those things were problems. The problem was that when you got to the very end, two teams that didn't really move the needle, and moreover, they didn't move the needle because... For the most part, nobody knew who they were. Arizona, second in the National League West. Six games above 500. 16 games out of first place in its division. They, I think, got on, what, Sunday Night Baseball once? They have very few nationally televised appearances. And there aren't a lot of true nationally televised games anymore. Um... But unless you were like, you know, 
us here locally knew that up until the trade happened, Josh Rojas was playing for Arizona. I'm sure there were a lot of people that didn't know that Mike Fetters was the bullpen coach up until maybe, I don't know, last week. You didn't really know about Arizona. And while the brand of baseball is fun, they're one of the fastest teams in baseball. While there are some really good stories on that team, undoubtedly, nobody knew about them until they beat the Dodgers in the National League Division Series and swept them. But at that point, it was too late. There was not enough time to be able to tell the story of the Arizona Diamondbacks enough for people across the country to actually care. And on the Texas Rangers side, cool. I mean, they, you know, Houston would ultimately be the division winner, although they and and, uh, Houston both had 90 wins. They had the same record. Um, But who did people talk about more in the highly competitive American League West? It wasn't Seattle, who was actually two games behind that. Houston, yeah, they talked about Houston more. But who got more talk outside of Houston than the Texas Rangers? Um, The team who now is potentially going to lose Shohei Otani. Uh, because he is now a free agent, and that is the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, who was sixteen, who were sixteen games under five hundred. And with all of those storylines going on, Seattle, by the way, you paid attention because they had Colton Wong until Colton Wong couldn't hit, and then they got rid of him in a trade. Um, Texas was the afterthought. Houston was relevant. Angels were relevant the eventual World Series champion for the first time in that franchise's history was a complete afterthought. There was no time because there weren't as many opportunities for this team to get in front of national eyeballs so that once you got here, people could say, hey, I care. I care to watch Texas and Arizona because... I feel like I have a vested interest or I've seen enough in them to say, hey, this is great baseball. This is, this is you know, this is worthy of my attention. And that didn't happen. So we, we've talked about it previously uh, on the afternoon show off the bench that I think you know what the answer is. It's not to say that Texas and Arizona weren't deserving to be where they were. They were because they did the work. Um, but Major League Baseball has essentially, in just a couple of weeks, killed the importance of playing 162 games. You win your division, it's actually tougher for you. If you've got the two best records in, in your respective league, it's actually now tougher for you because sitting and having to play intra-squad scrimmages to keep you ready and to keep you in rhythm is not ideal and teams did it and it still did not work teams were paying well they weren't paying they were getting people to pay to go to their stadiums to watch intra-squad scrimmages because they knew that was what was necessary in order for them to stay ready and stay in rhythm for a best of five divisional series and that didn't even work If the Dodgers were playing in the World Series, if the Astros were playing in the World Series, we're not having this conversation today. And we're not talking about only 9 million people on average watching baseball's fall classic. 
we're talking about a lot more, probably a couple million more on average. But because we're not, baseball's got to attack the problem that silenced the good stuff that it had for, what, six months. And that is you've got to give the advantage back to teams who earned it. So instead of sitting for five to six days, you should be playing right away. So you do either one of two things. You cut down your wild card. You go back to four teams, your divisional series, your um, your championship series, or you go to one wild card game, winner take all. You do that, or um, you expand again, and you get more teams, and you have like a full-fledged bracket. Because, of course, it looks great that eight teams out of 15 in every league have an opportunity to play in the postseason. I'm being sarcastic about that. But those are those are really your only options. It is expand again and get rid of the long layoff for your best teams or contract and make sure that your best teams are still in rhythm and have a really true uh, true shot at getting to uh, to the fall classic. You can tell us what you think. Our uh, Zephyr Insurance text lines at 808-296-1420. Um, you can call us at 808-296-1420, and you can uh, send us uh, your tweets. I am on the X platform, so I guess they're posts, not tweets. I'm on the X platform, at Josh on the radio. Coming up, the solution to take care of the problem that it seems like the Big Ten and the NCAA are afraid to. Michigan. That's on the way in a few. Don't forget about Domino's Pizza Hawaii. They deliver aloha. They continue to deliver relief for you. We know how things are with inflation and all of that stuff. So uh, you can always get great deals. Go to the Domino's Pizza app. Uh, there are some great specials for you to check out every day. That is at Domino's Pizza Hawaii. They deliver aloha. Kanoa's off today. Tanner's sick. I'm Josh Pacheco. I'm the last man in the room. You're listening to Let's Talk Sports on ESPN Honolulu. All right, news from Hawaii football, really more so from Nevada football as uh, we prepare for Hawaii and Nevada coming up on Saturday. Uh, The potential, and maybe this is the concern, because if you might not have your starting quarterback, how does that potentially affect what Saturday's game looks like? Nevada may have their answer on that somewhere within the next uh, 46 hours. We'll talk about that coming up here in just a little while. And frankly, how much does that matter in the grand scheme of things as we've watched Hawaii's situation uh, really in the last few weeks uh, become a little more of a struggle than I think a lot of people expected. That's coming up in just a little while. Uh, Everybody's talking about Michigan. That is the uh, continued conversation in college football. It is Michigan. It is Michigan. It is Michigan, which, by the way, um, USC will be Michigan's first opponent when uh, they become a Big Ten team in uh, 2024. But anyway, uh, Michigan is this this whole, um, you know, staffer who apparently is now being looked at as a spy uh, and we've had photos and videos surging on on social media about this Connor Stallions dude um, has now taken hold with these coaches who want the Big Ten to take action. In fact, yesterday, a good chunk of the coaches 
uh, were unhappy, voiced their frustration to Tony Petiti, who is the commissioner of the conference, um, basically saying they want action taken. A source telling ESPN's Pete Thamel, and I quote, collectively the coaches want the Big Ten to act right now. What are we waiting on? Uh, we know what happened. This has been going on now for the last couple of weeks. You know, We know about the, the ticket purchasing. We apparently have been seeing photos of this Connor Stallions dude on the Central Michigan sideline wearing Central Michigan gear, uh, allegedly with these glasses that can record signs. There was like a light on them. Um, also, uh, uh, what, uh, a fake goatee. Um, Jim McElwain, by the way, who used to coach Colorado State, coaches Central Michigan, and he really didn't have a, a, a reason for it outside. Oh, we need we need to go check our pass logs to go see if a guy named Connor Stallions was uh, uh, given a pass into the game. We, we've seen video today. Uh, a couple of years ago at a Notre Dame game. And then we see the videos of basically uh, easy lip reading that leads to the next play, a defense being able to snuff out something or an offense being able to snuff out something, either a run right or, a, uh, you know, they're going to they're gonna rush off the edge and you can hear the lip reading and you can see he knows what's up. So these coaches now want the the Big Ten to just kind of hurry up. Don't wait for the NCAA because we know the NCAA is not necessarily quick to do things. Don't wait on the NCAA and just do something. Punish Michigan. It seems like the evidence is, is right in front of you, um, which gives you, I think, two things to ponder on because you have to separate yourself a little bit from the coaches. The coaches are going to want you to act quickly because they are coaches, they want to win, and there is a certain bit of gamesmanship that's involved here that you don't want your team to lose because you think someone else has got their signs. You, know, you, you want to be, believe that you are on the end of integrity so you don't want anything to happen to you 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 want to be able to say um you know take care of them we're doing everything right we don't have these controversies around us you, you need to take care of them otherwise you're going to have a bigger problem with us um but also realize it can be straight out of emotion the second thing to think of is if the big 10 is not willing to do something yet it's probably because they don't have that final piece of evidence that says to them, yeah, something really, really happened. Because um, Jim Harbaugh keeps saying, nothing to do with it. We run a good program. Jim Harbaugh is also coming off of an NCAA issue on his own to which he served a team-imposed suspension, not an NCAA suspension, which very well could change if the NCAA actually wants to do something about it. But we're in November. And the NCAA still hasn't. It's been a month and a half. So that's kind of an issue. So to me, there is a way to move this up the chain of command if you really want the Big Ten to take notice of it and take care of it. Um, it's 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 kind of a, a loud and unfortunate way of doing it. It's kind of like when you're at a, at a workplace – 
and you're kind of just frustrated, you need something or you know, there's something you want to talk about and the boss is just kind of ignoring you or the boss is just pushing you to the side. And you know, the saying is the squeaky wheel always gets the grease, right? You've you've probably heard of that line because hey, you cry the most, you get what you want. You make the most noise, someone's more off more apt to listen to you, even if you're just like whining and complaining. When the person who's just sitting at their desk or sitting in their cubicle, just doing what they need to do and hoping that someone's going to pay attention to them and what they need is just kind of left in the corner. So who can be the squeaky wheel that gets even more attention from the Big Ten? Unfortunately, that squeaky wheel needs to also be a sacrificial lamb. That squeaky wheel is Purdue. Why do I say Purdue can also be the sacrificial lamb in this case? Because Purdue, technically, um, the Big Ten West, they are, what, uh, two games out? And I think they've got three to play practically out of it. Um, or four to play, I think it is. Practically out of it because Purdue's not very good. They're one in four in the Big Ten. I should also mention here that Purdue is facing fringe bowl eligibility. Purdue needs to win out in order to become bowl eligible. And that would include, yes, having to beat Michigan at Michigan. That would include having to beat Minnesota, who right now is the best team in the Big Ten West. That would include having to beat um, Indiana and Northwestern. Northwestern, fringe bowl team in Indiana, um, might as well just not go because they're 0 for in conference and 2 and 6 overall. What you'd be asking of Purdue is, hey, sacrifice your opportunity to to go to a bowl because you're just not good enough to be in one anyway. You'll take your seventh loss. You'll find yourself, you know, um, cementing your place outside of, uh, of the race for the Big Ten division title in the West. But in doing so, you're going to prove a point that the Big Ten is going to lose a game which means its television partner is going to lose a key primetime game, which means Michigan's going to lose revenue because all those fans at the big house, they're not going, and they're going to have to get their tickets refunded, which means the Big Ten, the conference, is going to look bad. Uh, And if it takes just one team to say that they don't want to be a part of it, that they're willing to forfeit a game in order to get some action on Michigan, do it. Michigan State almost was that team. They almost decided that they were going to not play against Michigan with that whole sign-stealing drama going on. They ultimately played. They lost 49 to nothing. Um, It was honestly as good as not playing. But honestly, Purdue, I mean, what's what would be the issue? Does it send a great message to your team? Yes and no. It sends a message that hey, you're willing to 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 give up a game and you're you know forfeiting the bowl eligibility of your team by doing so. Um, but you're also sending the message on the positive side that hey, we're doing things on the up and up, 
and uh, we don't want to find ourselves, uh, you know, helping to better the cause of a team that's not. To me, if it's one day, one game, you'll get people's attention. And I think you'd get the Big Ten's attention, which would then mean, hey, uh, the Big Ten's going to have to act quicker than maybe it wants, or maybe hurry up a little bit, or maybe even get the NCAA involved. And, oh, even better, to be the sacrificial lamb of this whole thing, not playing means you're not helping Michigan in the bigger picture, which is the college football playoff rankings which I know is kind of a messy issue because the Big Ten wants a team there, but right now you could. It's Ohio State. Ohio State is in that conversation. Um, honestly, that's not a it's not a bad idea. So that's what I mean. Bigger picture, you might be doing the conference a favor. Bigger picture, you might be doing the NCAA a favor. Bigger picture, you might be doing your fellow coaches a favor in the conference by standing up and saying, we'll take this bullet so you guys don't have to lose down the road to a cheater. Our text line, our Zephyr Insurance text lines at 808-296-1420. You can call us there as well. Uh, don't forget to check out the NFL College Football uh, University of Hawaii football games. You can do that at 850 Craft Beer and Whiskey Bar at Leeward Bowl. Open at 6 a.m. Sundays, showing all the NFL games, and Monday and Thursday night football with happy hour poo-poo from 4 to 7 p.m. daily. And, of course, Hawaii football games, uh, including Nevada, coming up on Saturday. Awesome menu specials during the game. That's at 850s, the home of the new video wall and the place for UH College and NFL football. It is Let's Talk Sports. Kanoa's out today. I'm Josh Pacheco. You're listening to ESPN Honolulu. All right, coming up, uh, best and worst. My worst is the Beatles. It's already going to sound really unpopular. There's a lot of people celebrating uh, one of their newest songs today, and I'm I'm not really there with it. That's coming up in a little bit. Don't forget to play Pigskin Picks. It's at ESPNHonolulu.com. Your chance to win uh, weekly prizes. Of course, the uh, $1,000 cash grand prize, which is coming up at the end of the year. Uh, Pigskin Picks at ESPNHonolulu.com is brought to you by M. Dyer Global and also brought to you by Young's Fish Market. Uh, Right now, our own Cole Malsoff and uh, my partner in the afternoon, Hunter Hughes. They are at the top of our... Uh, VIP leaderboard, and uh, I should mention we didn't we didn't get to do this from last week. Last week's winner of Pigskin Picks, uh, Aaron from Mililani, fourteen out of sixteen correct, nicely done. Aaron scored a hundred bucks uh, from a Dixie Bill a Dixie Grill barbecue and crab shack in IA. This week's prize a hundred bucks. From uh, from DB Grill. All right, uh, Hawaii and Nevada coming up this weekend. In uh, uh, really, I, I mean, the the best way you can put this. I I know a lot of people are, you know, you're you're looking at it from a win perspective, and I think you know you kind of have to. You're two and seven. Um, you know, there's there's really no other way to look at it. But hey, um, 
this is the kind of game that says, who's still riding this train? I, f- I feel like even going back to before Sunday's game, and I and I keep thinking back, and I, I'm still almost kind of like spooked by it a little bit. Uh, when we did our scene set during uh, during countdown to kickoff, and we tossed it up to the booth for um, you know John and and Mark and Hunter, and even just kind of the tone at that time was like, "Hey, if, if you want to be here, be here, give it your best, etc." Um, you know, if if not, I had, I don't I'm not going to recall exactly the words that that John gave, but basically, you know, if if you're not in this, then you know, there's a there's a transfer portal ready for you. And while I don't necessarily subscribe to the idea of just kind of putting the transfer portal in the conversation of in in, in front of everybody, I don't have that same I think emotional you know, pull to the team as compared to a former player or a former coach or, you know, or an alumni or whatever. I don't, I don't have that same emotional attachment. Uh, I don't think you need an emotional attachment off of a 35, nothing loss last Saturday to say, let's, let's leave it all out there. Who's here. Who's not. Whose head's in the right place and whose isn't? You know, earlier this week, um, when, when Hunter and I did the, uh, the Monday edition of this show, you know, we were talking about, like, what, what do you do? You know, how do you rebound from that? How do you rebound from two games in which you've been outscored 77-21? What do you do when you have given up 35 or more in the past four games, you have in what seven of your nine games given up at least 35 points. The games have only gotten uglier in the last few. So, what do you do? Because, you know, I brought up the idea on Monday all right, clear out the entire depth chart. You want to play. You've got three days of practice before we travel this week for you to make the determination that you deserve to play. You deserve to start. You deserve to be on the roster. You deserve to be on the depth chart. You deserve to travel even. Like, not even not even just getting on the depth chart. You deserve to be on the travel roster and not having to sit back, having to go to a theater to watch your team play. An ode to an old Hunter Hughes story about having to go to a theater to watch his team and having to pay to go watch his own team play because he was never on the travel roster. And so, and and I brought that up, and someone said, oh, but if you do that, they're all going to leave. They can't handle it. They can't handle that kind of approach of, hey, you know, show me um, that you deserve to play. Show me that you deserve to earn your spot on the roster. I know that a lot of people look squarely at coaching, and you have to look at coaching because it is right now on every single individual. No one shares a lesser portion of you know, criticism or credit, blame or fame. It goes around to everybody. But to me, when you see a program that hasn't faced, it hasn't faced these kinds of losses in quite some time. You can lose. 
teams do lose. You're not immune from losing. But sometimes when you lose in the ways you do, then you have to kind of do the whole gut check thing. And while some people think it's too harsh to say, clear out the depth chart and make people earn their way back onto the depth chart, to me, if that's a problem, and some of you might say, oh, okay, you're going to lose people on your team because of that, then I'd say, if they can't handle having to earn an opportunity on the field, then you can't handle having the dead weight. And that might sound harsh to some people, but people not wanting to earn an ability to be on the field, to me, is a waste of time. You know, the talk about, um, you know, the, 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 the brotherhood mantra of Hawaii football, which I'll get to in a later show because I think going into next year, I think Hawaii needs a different identity around it. And I think we kind of have to go away from the conversation of, you know, talking about this team as the brotherhood. Because that means different now than it did two years ago. But in the current meaning of the brotherhood, where, you know, it is in that time, it was unity, right? It was unity within struggle. It was unity um, despite adversity. You know, the Brotherhood thing was not a Timmy Chang thing. The Brotherhood thing was prior to Timmy Chang coming on board. We've talked about that before. It was unity within adversity. And so on that definition of the uh, of the term Brotherhood when it comes to Hawaii football, it applies here. Unity within adversity. No, this is not Todd Graham, but this is... 77 to 21 in its previous two games. This is seven of nine games where you've allowed 35 plus points. This is not being bowl eligible, which to me was a high bar to begin with, but it's how it's happening. Adversity. So where around that team do you find the unity to get through it? And you could make the argument, and we talked about it earlier this week. I've been on the sideline. It's quiet. There's not a lot of, hey, great job. There's not a lot of, all right, let's go. All right, keep it moving. There's not, there, you know, and, and when, of course, something doesn't happen, it's even quieter. Unity sometimes means rallying. Even if it's for the little stuff, you got to rally. And I don't see that. So that's, again, unity within or around adversity. There's no greater time than a road game in Reno to be able to try to figure that out at a, a, a crucial point in, uh, in this season that Hawaii's got in front of it. Uh, you can text us at 808-296-1420. That's our uh, Zephyr Insurance text line. You can call us at 808-296-1420. Plenty of ways you can get in touch with us here uh, on Let's Talk Sports on ESPN Honolulu. Want to remind you that you can upgrade your island style with Kahala, the original Aloha shirt, since 1936. Pick up one for yourself at one of Kahala's six stores island-wide 
or at uh, Kahala.com. We're going to get a phone caller in here before we uh, before we go to break. We will. Uh, Harold's calling in here. Harold, how are you? Hey, Josh. I, I haven't heard you so long. I, I forgot your name, but I remember your voice. Ouch, man. That's harsh. <laughs> hey, but uh, you know what, you're, what you're talking about, um, I was just kind of curious to know uh, Timmy's uh, contract. How long was it good for or is it good for? I think he's got another year. I don't I don't have the contract details in front of me. I'm pretty sure it's at very least three years. Okay. So you know what? Hey, three years. Let, you know, he's got one more year to to kind of turn it around. If it doesn't, what's the next step? You know, we gotta kind of look forward, right? I mean, do, is it, are you at that point? Um, uh, it, well, I, I should apologize. It's a it's a four year contract. That's that's my okay, apologies. So, four years. So this is year two. Okay. So he has two more years. So I, I'm willing to give him two more years. Mm-hmm. Whether, whether he makes the grade or not, that's on him, basically, right? Yeah. So you know, I, I'm okay with giving him two more years. But you know, after next year, well, you know, hey. You know, then you're gonna have to kind of you know make a decision which direction the um, the team's gonna go, and that's my only concern. Gotcha. But otherwise, nice to hear nice to hear your voice. Thank you, Harold. Appreciate you listening. You can uh, hear more of this voice uh, weekday afternoons from three to six on a show called Off the Bench. I don't know if I should feel good about that or or not so good about that. Uh, let's get one more. Rick, thank you for calling. How are you? Hey, Josh. I'm doing good. Well, I will talk about that later. Hey, Josh, I was just wondering. I didn't see the. I got. I got you there, but wait. I didn't see the the stats and the records, but from what I re, my what I'm recalling is that just about every UH football coach that came on board, their sophomore season was even worse. Mm-hmm. So could this be? Could this? I mean, June Jones, best turnaround. The next year they weren't that great. You know, so. Could this be the sophomore jinx, you know? That's what I was wondering. Um, and then, Josh, I think I might move on from the Clippers because I don't want James Harden on my team. <laughs> All right, baby. Uh, but, yeah, think about it, man. Try to go back in. If you got some researcher, like Wonderful Tanner, if, like, they check. I think, man, the second year of every coach wasn't as great, so – we got to get that excited, go get them, and then we just got to hit a dump, hit a ditch, and then start climbing again. And I think we should give Coach Chang a, a chance and not start talking about canning him and all that. That's the problem. We can people too quickly. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that, Rick, and, and I appreciate your call. I, I think it's it's awfully premature to start having conversations like that. And by the way, James Harden earlier today, and I quote, I am not a system player. I am a system, close quote. Uh, and that was not an AI quote. That was human James Harden in front of a microphone. But yeah, I mean, it's like people believe that you start losing. It is automatically, okay, well, you know, coach is, is, is the problem. And I would say, um, I don't believe in the whole sophomore slump thing. It's not, um, to me, it's not scientific it's not proven. It's happened because it's not just about, oh, okay, you were losing games. It's how you lose them. And nowadays, June Jones, 
in his second year, Nick Rolovich in his second year, so on and so forth. Those days of college football were so different. You can reload now in college football, the transfer portal. You can get depleted in college football based on the transfer portal. So um, you, know, you, you can't use that same old logic and think that that's you know, automatically you know, going to apply here because it really doesn't. Uh, we'll wrap things up next. It is Let's Talk Sports on ESPN Honolulu. Uh, catch UH at NFL football at 8.50 Craft Beer and Whiskey Bar at Leeward Bowl. Open at 6 a.m. Sunday, showing all the NFL games. And for Monday and Thursday night football, enjoy happy hour poo-poo from 4 to 7 p.m. daily. And Hawaii football with awesome menu specials. It's 8.50 is the home of the new video wall and the place for UH college and NFL football. I only have time for a worst. Um, bringing a new Beatles song into the mix because they used AI to do it. Why can't we leave good enough alone? The Beatles were great. We don't need another new Beatles song. We'll see you tomorrow.